THN is brought to you by Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, Listen Nerds Like You, and Floating Bunny head creator Jonathan Sims. Head to Skelenaut.com today to see John's comics, shirts, art prints, and more. That's S-K-E-L-E-N-A-U-T.com. Ah, Yes. Ho, oh, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Jolly devil. Welcome to the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. First and only Facebook talk show. We call it THN Cover to Cover. Today is Saturday, August 14th. We're very unlucky Friday the 13th as Eddie Money dies. Yeah. Unlucky. R.I.P. I guess the dude had cancer. I don't want to suffer. You know? Right. I mean, come on. He's up there with Ron, just like he's on the other side with Ronnie now, right? He joined her in heaven. With who? Ronnie. Who's just Ronnie? Just like Ronnie sang. <laughs> just like Ronnie sang. Be my little baby. Yeah, from the Ronnie. Anyway. Yeah, I get it. Here's how it works. Every I Saturday from 11 to noon Central Standard Time, Joey and I are talking all things comics and nerd related, and we do it with you nerds live. You can call us at 402 819 4894. That phone line is open right now. Okay, we're playing dirty and dangerous. We're flying by the seat of our pants here. We need a little bit more you and a little bit less of me. Why? You now you're like, like barely in it. That's how I like it. Whatever. I like to be barely in it. Getting all fucking artistic today. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I, like if I if it was up to me, we'd tilt that camera a little bit. If you can't call in get live, some crazy angles going. Feel free to leave us a message on that same voicemail, or you can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com before we get started. Joey Patrick has one job. And that job. I have lots of jobs. Just to remind you of the question of the week. All right. One job. What? Huh? Like I said. What? Uh, sorry. I was, t- <laughs> I was sending a message to Kyle Fox. It was very important. Good Lord. This week's question was submitted by Black Scorpion, the three via the THN forums. Something amazing just happened in the world of wrestling. As a new wrestling company emerged, AEW, and crowned its first champion, Chris Jericho, headlines were made when the new champ... Left the championship belt in a limo while yeah. he ate at the Longhorn Steakhouse. He's a party guy. He's busy. You yeah, know? yeah, real party place. You know the Longhorn belts Steakhouse. Jericho's one. Give him a break. Jericho is a veteran wrestler, and literally losing the belt of an emerging wrestling company is a big deal. So my question is: biggest blunders. What's the biggest or your favorite blunder made by a character that should have known better? There's quite a few. Yeah. There's quite a few. I'm having yes. trouble narrowing mine I think down. most of them are Spider-Man related. <laughs> a lot of them are definitely <laughs> Spider-Man related. Uh, you can call us at 402-819-4894. The phone lines are open, and we need to hear from you, or we do not have a damn show. We just have a we couple of adult babies arguing screaming about at each other. Hamilton and Eddie money. Uh, so we got a star-studded list cast that is for the new suicide squad yeah James we did suicide squad yeah yeah no will smith which no i don't think anybody's really upset about i think he, i mean, i think the only reason he dropped out was because of scheduling no he's he's like i don't want to do it mm-hmm. he does not want to do it he was out i don't know why so idris elba yeah, is your new dead shot right so the rumor, early rumor that was that he was replacing Smith at uh, as Deadshot, but then later, later rumors said no, he might not be a Deadshot. He might be a different character. So they just ditched Deadshot. I don't know, Matt. The movie's not out yet. I mean, I agree, but like I'm just saying, like Eardrus Elbow is the biggest 
named black actor they have on that list, and they're not going to change his race. You know, <laughs> I, don't think. I can't handle you <laughs> just making proclamations about people's motivations without any factual basis. I'm just saying. Will Smith left due to scheduling conflicts. Oh, that's bullshit. Period. That is code for, I don't want to do it, dude. God. I'm no, a, he was pissed. That's code he said, for, fuck you, James I'm Gunn. I'm a Scientologist weirdo. Yeah. And I don't want to shoot nobody on screen no more. Okay? <laughs> no. No. He has scheduling conflicts. I'm sure he's busy. He's too busy making that piece of shit Max Landis bright sequel. Oh, boy. And uh, then we've got uh, Margot Robbie is going to be both your Harley Quinn and your tank girl. Yeah. Uh, so I don't care. I really about Tank Girl. Yeah. Not so much. I mean, Lori Petty's my Tank Girl. I've if never you, seen the movie. It was bad. It was really bad. I don't know if that I've ever actually read a Tank Girl comic. I've read. I've read Surely I have. I've for read the some show. Tank Girl comics, and Tank Girl comics are fun. I don't have a problem with Tank Girl. Um, I just, I don't need a Tank Girl movie. I don't know. I don't either. And like, I don't know. The I'll tell you what I do like. I like Margot Robbie getting out there. And doing her thing. Doing I like her she's own a thing. nerd. She's obviously a nerd. Yeah. Because and like, that's positive to me. She's been in some high quality, big name movies, you know, and and with like with Oscar nods and shit. And she's like, I want to make a Tank Girl movie. So yeah, she's yeah. a nerd. And I, that's cool. I'm fine with that. I just don't care about Tank Girl. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I don't either. But um, I think she's talented. And I think yeah. that, you know, she's going to be really passionate about it. And that's cool. And we'll probably see it eventually. If it's good, great. Yeah. You know, if we attach um, some real talent to it and it's cool. Just, I just don't need like, I don't need another Harley Quinn, I guess. And Tank Girl and Harley Quinn, while not the same character, are both very wacky and kind of silly and a little sexy. And, you know, I, yeah. there's a lot of that right now. Well, let's know? go back to Suicide Squad for a minute because this list is stupid. Let's talk about the, the Suicide It's cuckoo Squad. crazy. Uh, when does this come out? It's next year sometime. Next year. I believe. Okay. Uh, August 6th, 2021. Okay. Oh, sheesh. That, don't get, uh, don't wait up for Guardians 3, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not even like. Matt will be in his early 50s when that movie like comes phase out. Phase <laughs> 5? Is that going to be phase 5? Phase 6? Uh, so Gunn posted this like grid uh, of names and uh, it's all in the old uh 80s suicide squad comic font which yeah. i love which is fun like they're using the classic suicide squad logo which is amazing uh david dost dost malkian who's that he played the russian guy on in the ant-man movies oh Baba right, Yaga. Right, right. Yeah, yeah 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 uh he's playing polka dot man confirmed which I don't even know what to Look do with that. Look up the Polka Dot Man, folks, and you will yeah. go, you got to be fucking kidding me. Uh, so, of course, we've got Jai Courtney uh, returning as Captain Boomerang, Joel right. Kinnaman returning as, I think he was Rick Flagg. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, Rick Flagg. Yeah. Viola Davis is back as Amanda Waller. Love her. Margot Robbie, obviously. We'll get back to this. Put a pin in that. Put a pin, Put a pin in, in it. Put a pin in it. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who it is? Hey, it's Jason Sachs. Jason oh, Sachs, right, you he did got it. through. He finally got through. <laughs> well, I didn't even. I thought I was going to be leaving our voicemail for you guys. No way, dude. We're we we felt so bad for cutting you off and keeping you out. <laughs> we're like, we should let this poor bastard back in. You no, know? you just you just <laughs> wow. you you just beat out everybody, man. It's true. What do you want to rap about, Jace? Well, so I hate to bring down the party, but I'm calling to talk about friend of mine who just passed away oh uh, bill shelley i thought you were gonna say eddie money <laughs> <laughs> uh, bill was uh, a great comics historian actually kind of a mentor of mine 
He wrote the definitive book about Harvey Kurtzman, uh, another wonderful book about uh, James Warren, about Otto Binder. Um, more than that, he wrote a really fantastic autobiography about his time in fandom and about uh, life in Seattle in the eight, in the 60s and 70s, which was fascinating to people like me. What is that book called? His, how kind of comics helped him kind of come out of the closet when he was younger. Oh, wow. And uh, just going to really miss him. He was an amazing figure and just a really talented, smart historian. I'm sorry to hear that. How old was Bill? He, I mean, he's been around. He had a lot. He was in the 60s. Oh, oh that's, not had, uh, that's not big, old. That's not old. Yeah, not that old. He had dealt with cancer before, too. Ugh, I'm sorry um, to hear that. Come back on him. Um, but, yeah, it's just a big loss. Oh, sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, he sounds like he was, like, a really important uh, comic historian. What was the book, uh, that, the one about his fandom that you said in the 60s and the 70s? What's that one called? Uh, it's called, uh, shoot, I'm in the car, Sense of Wonder. Sense of Wonder. I'm adding that to my reading list Yeah, all his right books now. are available on Amazon. Many of them are available also through Tomorrow. He was actually working on the American Comic Book Chronicles book for the second half of the 1940s also. Oh. Um, of course, the series that I was involved with. Uh, he wrote the 1950s book, which is honestly, I think, the best book in the series. Uh, it's just a, everything he talked about in that book was a big revelation to me. Uh, Boom. Because he makes a point that, that goes kind of against the cycles, like, Everyone believes that the fall of EC Comics meant that comics fell in the 1950s, that there were no great comics in the 50s. But instead, like, he talks a lot about how it was, in some ways, the best era for comics, um, that there were more comics sold in America in the 1950s than any other decade in, in history. It's true. Even after the code came in. And uh, there were a lot of really great comics of the era. So, um, yeah, no one had the insights that Bill had. And, like... Especially like his Kurtzman book, which I'm not, I'm not sure if you either of you have read it. I have not read the no. Harvey Kurtzman book, but I would absolutely read a Harvey Kurtzman book because Harvey Kurtzman yeah, is amazing. It's, it's definitive too. It really he gets an in incredible detail. Um, talked to hundreds of people to write the book. Same thing with his book about James Warren. Um, it's, it's so typical of of Bill's work that it's very readable and very thorough. So, I will um, definitely check terribly. these out. I'm going to add these to my reading list. I love historical comic like reading. I love it so much because it's just like, it's the nerdiest shit in the world, but it like, it's at behind the scenes stuff that we, now we take it for granted. We get a ton of it because of the internet and whatnot. Back in the day, you didn't know any of this stuff. They were just stories. We pictured yeah. everybody sitting in the Marvel bullpen back to back, teasing each other. We had no idea. You know, you, you picture Simon and Schuster in their little office and Simon's typing away and Schuster scribbling, you know, <laughs> Siegel yeah. and Schuster. Siegel Sorry. And Schuster. Yeah. Yeah. Siegel and Schuster. My yeah. bad. Siegel and Schuster. Simon, yeah. and, yeah. Simon and Kirby. Simon and Kirby. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I think I've seen this sense of wonder book before. This cover looks really familiar. Yeah, the, definitely pick up the new edition. He uh, talked a lot. So I got to go. I went over to his house in April. He lives in North Seattle, and uh, we talked about the the uh, Warren book. And we talked offline about how um, the second edition of Sense of Wonder really allowed him to talk about. So the first edition was very much about the fandom side. The second edition brings in his discovery of sexuality and how that kind of informed everything. And I just felt this sense of relief on his mind when he started talking about that. Like he had just been wanting for years to really reveal himself as he truly was. Sure. 
and he seemed so happy to have this opportunity to, in 2019, to just feel like he would be much more accepted for who he had always been. And uh, so that second edition has this kind of very heartfelt emotion to it. You know, not just about the comic fandom, but about how it really informed his whole life. You know, during our time when Joe and I were working at Krypton Comics, there were a number of people. We were very LGBTQ friendly shop, and that was hard to find back in the day. And mm-hmm. uh, it really was. Mm-hmm. Nerds were super weird about that shit. But we were very LGBTQ friendly, and there were a number of people that would come in and they would say, I found my sexuality and found like the strength to come out and be who I am through comics, through my heroes. You know, like, I, it, and. I just always, I ne- you know, I grew up straight fucking white kid. What do I know? And I was, just, I was always like, you don't know nothing. That's amazing. You know that. And right. people don't even understand that comics can do this stuff. And oh, yeah. it's incredible. They're it's incredible. The life changing potential in comics. Right. Wrestling doesn't do that. But, you know, comics can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, very sorry to hear about your friend, but appreciate you like talking up his work. It, it sounds like some really great stuff. Most We're definitely, definitely going to check it out. Adding that to the reading list. Jason, it is always good to talk to you, brother. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. All right. Have a great weekend. The phone line is open. 402-819-4894. Sorry for that serious shit. Let's get back to the dumb Suicide Squad talk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So we've got uh, uh, John Cena. Yeah. Nathan Fillion. And John Cena is like, he's super excited. And he's saying, like, I can't wait to be a bad guy. I cannot wait uh, to yeah. be a bad guy. Uh, German <laughs> comedian Flula Borg, who is hysterical. Yes. Uh, Sean Gunn. Uh, These, I'm not going to read the names I don't recognize. Who does John Cena play? Who do you get John Cena I don't even know, squad? dude. Uh, Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. Weird. That twitchy weirdo. Yeah. Uh, Taika Waititi. <laughs> Yeah, because why not? Yeah. I hope he plays Hitler again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve Agee has been confirmed as the voice of King Shark, which is bonkers. No, wasn't it just Shark? Didn't King, they just no, call him Shark? He's King Shark. Did they say King Shark? Yes. Because I saw it listed as Shark. King Shark. Okay. Because I thought you and I both were like, what? who the hell is Shark? King Shark. All right. That was a, that's in the comic. Oh, the new Tom Taylor yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a new Tom Taylor. It just says yeah. Shark. Uh, Peter Capaldi, who was Doctor Who. I hope he's Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jennifer Holland, whose name I recognize, but I can't place her for some reason. Jennifer who Holland. is Jennifer Holland? Uh, I don't know. Jennifer Holland. Jennifer Holland. Uh, okay, well, I guess I don't really recognize her. I just, right. her name is familiar. Oh, she was the lead in Brightburn, <laughs> the mom, I guess. Oh. Uh, Brightburn was fine. It wasn't great. I haven't gotten around to it. It was fine. Uh, and then Idris, uh, Michael Rooker. And Idris Elba, who I guess we don't know who he's playing. So Michael Rooker, like where James Gunn goes, Michael Rooker follows. Yeah, same with Sean Gunn. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fine. <laughs> I love directors like that. They're like, look, you're in all my movies. I'm just going to find a spot for you and you're there. Yeah, Like absolutely. Sam Jackson and Quentin Tarantino. You know? Yes, yeah, for sure. Except for Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. For some reason, Sam Jackson wasn't there. I don't know. Why not? There was a, and yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Why not? Somebody reviewed, somebody on Twitter was like, hey, Quentin Tarantino made a movie where they don't drop the N-bomb once. And Sam Jackson was immediately like, this. that's because I wasn't in it. N-bomb. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> 
like, fuck yeah, Sam Jackson. <laughs> What's up, Frank? What's up, Corey? Uh, Corey says in the chat, John Cena could play Junk Pile Corey, in the X-Men 2099 you, uh, movie. Corey, you have a problem, okay? And you need to talk to somebody about it. It's not okay? a problem if you love it. <laughs> That's Okay, that is absolutely not true. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is not true. 402-819-4894. We would love to talk to you about all of this and more. Uh... Okay, I, I got very concerned. I got very confused here because two uh, chats came in simultaneously. First is Kyle Fox. Is it just me or, or are all red hats assumed to be MAGA hats? Matt is letting his true colors show. You better let everybody know you're... Uh, Jesus Christ. It's a Washington Nationals hat, okay? A <laughs> white nationalist hat. It's my white I nationalist get it. hat. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not racist, you guys. I'm white excited. It's different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm very excited about white people. That's uh, all. All right. Frank, uh, Frank Cirilla says, wouldn't it be great to cast actors as characters they have played in other completely unrelated stories just to fuck with people's heads? Yes. Yes. That's why Peter Capaldi's playing Doctor Who. And Taika Waititi's playing Hitler. And Taika Waititi's <laughs> playing uh, Hitler. And John Cena is playing Juliet's brother from Psych. <laughs> He was a Marine. He's yeah, tough. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That would be, yes, that would be fantastic. <laughs> the, the hyper time of the DC uh, extended universe. A Walgreens hat. Nobody here watches baseball. Are you serious? <laughs> Nobody here watches baseball. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it does look kind of like a Walgreens hat. <laughs> Walgreens hat. Yeah, I love Walgreens. <laughs> I love Walgreens. I do not love Walgreens. <laughs> 402-819-4894. I'm going to keep saying it until one of you jerks calls us. There's plenty of you watching, so let's wrap about some stuff, please. Yeah, let's wrap about some stuff. Um, so we were talking briefly about the Tom King Suicide Squad book on the subject Tom, of- Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, sorry. Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad book. Uh, well, now we have to go to Boston? What are these Don't idiots? read the chats. Don't worry about it. Oh, they're still chatting about it. We went and saw Hamilton last we night. We went and saw Hamilton last night. It was a transformative experience. It was experience. good. It was really good. It was really good. Matt Bomb's a wet blanket. I'm not a wet blanket. I said it was really good. I, there were some problems with the sound that took me out of it There first. were a couple of sound problems that were very brief. Like, like I'm rapping then, I'm talking then, I'm turning on and then I'm back and then I'm rapping like what <laughs> I'm sure that was intelligent but I didn't get that part <laughs> man I can't believe after one viewing you memorized the rap that well yeah I'm That's, talking and I'm rapping and yeah. I'm talking and I'm I'll rapping I'll rap about this and I'll rap about that <laughs> no I thought it was good I thought it was really good um, I did see the Temptations musical recently on Broadway and honestly I thought that was better but shut up. I thought it was better. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who it is? What? Hey, it's BS3. What's shaking, guys? Hey, hey! BS3, how are you, sir? What? I'm okay. I'm not listening live right now. I've got a, a child who's wild. Okay. That's good because we've been cursing like a yeah, mother. Yeah, it's true. I was I'm smoking <laughs> ribs this morning, so I'm all heft up on hickory smoke. I apologize. So, what do you want to rap That's about? It. Well, uh, not Hamilton. You guys got that Good. covered, I'm sure. Yeah, right? Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have a, a one-word answer to the question of the week. Okay. Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ultron is yeah, a Ultron. pretty big mistake. Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah, big yeah. mistake. Uh, so yeah, a pretty yeah, impressive just, mistake from uh, a guy that studies bugs. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. Like Hank Pym, like in the movie, obviously Iron Man created Ultron. In the comics, Hank Pym did it. Why? And how? Yeah. And what was he thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't yeah, read those original uh, stories, so I don't know. Yeah. So and he created them. And the other thing is like Ultron's supposed to copy Hank Pym's uh, uh, brainwaves too, right? Right. No, he was, uh, he had, he had Wonder Man's brainwaves. Was it Wonder Man's brainwaves? Yes, uh, Wonder Man's brainwaves. Did they make him as a body for Wonder Man? No, he, they just used his no. brainwaves. Then why did he want to have sex with Janet? He didn't. Why he didn't thought anyone? Janet was her. He thought uh, hey. he thought of Janet as his mother. But didn't he also want to? That's right. No, he wanted to have sex with Jocasta. Oh, oh. That's why he built Jocasta. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Who who had Janet right. Van Dyne's brain patterns? So he totally wanted to do his mom. I guess. I mean, oh. I guess. That's some that's some edible robot. Yeah, shit I mean, there. who hasn't been there? Am I right? <laughs> you make a robot. You make a lady robot. It's his mom. He wants to do it to her. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean. I mean, I don't understand. And that wasn't even the big mistake. <laughs> like, that was that was a, a small mistake in the Ultron story. I mean, the, the funny thing is, is that the original Ultron was like a walking vacuum cleaner. It was like a Roomba, uh, like an upright Roomba. And uh, it was like a box, right? It was just like a box. Or it was uh, it was on like wheels or, or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, it was like a it looked like an old timey radio, you know, like a, a yeah. tall thing that was rounded at the top. Right. Uh, and it had like a little voice box and yeah, it was yeah. Ultron. Yeah. I was like, oh, how cute. And then Ultron learned how to improve himself and that became a problem. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, maybe uh, don't, don't build killer death bots. Sure. Just as a rule. You know, I, the, the Ruba description might be apt. I seem to remember an Avengers cover from the 80s, 80s where Jarvis did battle with the vacuum cleaner and the vacuum cleaner was Ultron. Does that ring a bell to you? <laughs> kind of. Um, I remember the I remember the cover of, I think it was the Assistant Editor's Month issue, uh, and it was uh-huh. during the George Perez run in the early early eighties, where Jarvis is like, it's now it's Jarvis's turn to stand up and fight, and he's like holding a vacuum cleaner. Um, yeah, it's silly. It's silly and amazing. Yeah, okay, yes, Ultron is ridiculous. The original Ultron is ridiculous looking. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work. That's not going to work. Can you see him? Yeah. Can you guys? Yeah, that's not going to work. He looks sort of like a, one of those like uh, restaurant, like old-timey restaurant coffee makers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, where like, yes. it bubbled up okay, on the yeah. top. Yeah, like, oh, right. it's ready. <laughs> right, like a percolator. <laughs> like, yeah, a percolator. <laughs> you yeah. put him on the stove top. Yeah. And when this thing starts to bubble at the top, you know it's done. Yeah, and then it wants to fuck its mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know uh, the coffee's ready. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, that tracks. I, I got another question for you, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a storyline that, that I missed entirely, uh, but... Who makes a deal with Mephisto? Like, if you're a, yeah. this is a different hero, right? Yeah. Spider-Man, has this come up yet? No, no, no you're the first person to There's no the way it doesn't come up. I mean, yeah, the, the first and biggest problem with the One More Day storyline is not that Peter wants to save his mom or his aunt, and he's willing to do anything to do so. It's that the goddamn devil shows up, and he's like... <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. What? How? What yeah. could go wrong? So yeah, sounds good. <laughs> like, the devil. It's not like we have with the, him before the, the past, Prince too, right? of Lies. Yeah, right. Exactly. It, it's not like we have literally. 
it's not eons like, of uh, anecdotal like, data. Like Loki showed up. Because sometimes Loki is going to help you out. He's going to ask a favor Loki, later. Loki be weird. Loki does things for Loki. Probably not a yeah, great idea. Yeah. But Loki's not going to steal your soul at the also end. Also not maybe 100% bad idea. No question. Right. The devil. I also want to know, like... <laughs> How come Mephisto could save her, but Doctor Strange could not? Because that's in the story. Doctor Strange is like, can't help you, bro. Well, no, Doctor Strange, but he was more like Peter. Like, there's things we just can't mess with. Oh, so he wouldn't. Do yeah. It. like So he, he's a bad friend. He wouldn't do it. So Doctor Strange is a bad friend. Well, he was like, that's not what we use magic for. Hmm. She's an old lady. She's dying. It's, Unless you're the devil. It's time for her to go. Well, yeah, the devil is like, well, pfft, I don't give no shits. I'll do it. But Doctor Strange is worried about continuity. That's what it is. Right? Yes, <laughs> he, he he knows that they're gonna have to retcon everything. So, or maybe Doctor Strange understood the, the only way to do this is to break up your marriage, and I'm not comfortable with that. The devil, however, who trades in broken up marriages these days. Yeah, it's like a, it's like, <laughs> like it's like Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like every yeah. time a marriage breaks up, the devil got a cheeseburger. It's a cryptocurrency. You know? <laughs> it's a cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the underworld. <laughs> PS3, wonderful to talk to you about some character mistakes. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, I, I did say I did say at the top of the show that the majority of these were probably going to be Spider-Man yeah. related. All right, I'm opening the phone yeah. line. Someone's trying to call it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, okay, buddy. buddy. Bye. Biggest character mistakes is what we're talking about. That's uh, our question of the week. Real quick, and John. It's a fun one. John Luttrell has uh, signed on, and he says, uh, going to run a competitive RPG game today in a short bit called Everyone is John, not me where every player is a voice or spirit in John's head, fighting for control, trying to fulfill their very own objectives. These are secret objectives and score you points. So that's what he's doing with his Saturday. Okay. That sounds like fun. Jesus. Everyone is John. Can I make him self-mutilate himself? Can we do that? If that's make your objective. Make him self-mutilate? If that's your secret objective. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? I knew it. There he is. <laughs> and every weekly, JD throws his phone way up in the air just as we answer. And then as it comes down, he goes, JD, got a catch. <laughs> I honestly don't know why that happens because I'm talking the minute you answer. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Council Bluffs is in a different time zone. Okay. So I know you've got an answer for the question of the week, JD, and I know it's good. Oh, uh, biggest blunder? Biggest character blunders, oh. mistakes. Or your favorite. It doesn't have to be something huge. Yeah, just yeah, something yeah. that you think yeah, is Yeah, just fun. one that always messed with you. Like, for instance, John Tavertick just said, know. Bruce picking what, Gene Paul Valley to replace him. Yeah. What about that time that uh, Xavier got an entire team of uh, young X-Men killed and then lied about it for 30 years? Okay, yeah. Well, that wasn't yeah. so much a mistake as just, like, <laughs> a completely evil and terrible idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know <laughs> So here's another thing to noodle that that it has come back around. Uh, not only did he send uh, family members, secret family members to an island to die, but now all the X-Men live on the island where they died. <laughs> That's true. And we're getting broken back. Yeah. So. This is the this is the room where Krakoa ate my brother. What could go wrong? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you know Hickman didn't forget that shit? No, that'll come up. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So speaking of X-Men, I saw, a, I saw a bit of casting news online that I thought was interesting. Uh, so there's a rumor going around that they're looking at Denzel Washington to play Magneto. I did, I did see some tweets to the effect that they want, uh, they're eyeing uh, people of color for Xavier and Magneto, which is great. I don't have a problem um, with that. It's Denzel as Magneto, though. Like, I like Denzel. I, I, 
I love Like, if you were going to tell me that Idris Elba was Magneto, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Or Mahershala Ali, but he's Blade now. But I would have been like, yeah, yeah, he's got that intensity. Blade Nito. But Denzel, I mean, that dude's got range. Denzel has a ton of range. I just don't know if I see him as Magneto. Here's my here's my problem. Here's my thing, though. Is I saw somebody online going, well, you can't make Magneto if he's not Jewish from the Holocaust. And I was thinking to myself, if they could only think of another systematically oppressed and abused subculture of people. Now, unfortunately, there are none. Yeah, and like yeah. I mean, like yeah, black people in America have always had it great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like my yeah. my my only my only issue with you it, would have to fundamentally change Magneto. Yes, my only issue with it is yeah, that yeah. Magneto. Like, there's nothing about Xavier's character that demands he be white. No, make him black. Sure, awesome. I don't care. Um, but to me, Magneto is so closely attached to that very specific historical event. Yeah. That he will essentially be a different character. Yeah, like, first and foremost, he is a Jewish mutant. So he understands this yeah. kind of oppression on a whole nother level. Well, and it's certainly because, not that there aren't black Jewish people. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying before true. he was a mutant, he was a Jew. And he witnessed, you know, he yeah. was in the concentration camps. So he saw the evil of humanity already. And that right. is what informed him. <laughs> As a mutant. And I just, I, and I kind of need that. I kind of need that. But I think to Jeff's point is that you can just shift him to a different atrocity. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. But okay, we can't. If so, how old is he? If we're gonna go all the way back to slavery. Problematic because, all right. So let's put it this way. So in the MCU, we're already what 2023, 2030, based on the twenty 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 three. I think is the year in the MCU. Yeah. So that's going to be yeah. pretty, okay. you're getting pretty far away from World War II. You'd have to do some DA. I mean, I don't think they're going to do World War II. I just don't think they can. I mean, you yeah. could do like he was. I don't think they can. So, so if you take it away from World War II, then you really don't have any reason to make him anything. You can make him like a second generation or something, right? Yeah, I suppose. I'm... Or, I mean, it could be like. Or like he came, he was very young in there the Watts riots There are genocides. All over the world in yeah, history. That's, so that's I mean, true. Yeah. you can just oh, yeah, tie him yeah, to a yeah. different terrible <laughs> thing that we've done as I people. Suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, he could be Somalian or he could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, I think it's an interesting swerve. I, we'll see what happens. Like when these movies first started rolling, you know, I like I was stuck in diehard fanboy mode. We're talking like in the early 2000s before the MCU was even a thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and so like my whole thing was like, you don't have to change the character. You don't have to change the character. But now older and mellow Joe Patrick is like, fucking go for it. Uh, go for it. Matt Bomb's well, like, I mean, just give me a good fucking X-Men here's, Right. Here's an interesting thing. I mean, Denzel played Malcolm X. Yes. Right. And, and the, yeah. the, the yeah. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King parallel between yeah. Magneto and Xavier is obvious. Yeah. Yeah, so I that I think that's pretty much a non uh, you know a no brainer. Yeah, and you could you could I suppose shift and say like, look, I saw the you know the evil of humanity in the way that they treated me as a black man, you know, and, and right. maybe you know like my family was lynched or something instead of going to a concentration camp. You could easily right, do that, right. but yeah. I need something. I need Magneto to be informed by tragedy, you know, the that's worst key. of humanity key to his character before he yeah, became. Yeah, I a certainly mutant. agree with that. Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we'll see what happens. That's really interesting. Uh, right now, it's all rumor, of course, because we're so right. many years away yeah. from any X-Men movie. Yeah. We're going to be old men by then. 
We're going to be yeah. dead. We'll be dead by then. I probably will be dead, yeah. We will be dead. Yeah, definitely. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Death. Well, <laughs> we'll have to go to the lake house. Maybe we'll go to the lake house. Yeah, we'll just all sit in the lake yeah. house. Right and, out in the lake and house. And read old comics with the ghost of JD. Pardon me, with JD. Invitation's open, boys. JD is always going to talk to you. We got somebody else blowing us up here, so I'm going to open the phone lines. All right, later, guys. See ya. Oh, JD, I don't know if you're watching live. Uh, I don't know if you're watching live still, but uh, uh, I have stumbled upon a retailer preview copy of the Batman's Grave Number One uh, by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch. Oh boy. Uh, it is unfinished, oh, which man. means uh, it's mostly uninked and it's uncolored, uh, but it's readable, and I'll report back on uh, how it is. Okay, yeah. there we are. Nerds, I am super excited to inform you that we once again have someone dumb enough to sponsor this show. What a fool. His name is Jonathan Sims. I mean, what a great guy. <laughs> You've heard us talk about him. He's the creator of Floating Bunnyhead Comic Books and the forthcoming official THN t-shirt. We did it, you guys. It's all happening. We did it. You can check out John's shop at Skelonaut.com for Snack Attack, the coloring book. It's got a bunch of food-based monsters. It's gross and it's awesome. Sounds disgusting. Yeah. He's got t-shirts. He's got comics. He's got enamel pins like his brand spanking new raptor tail grab pin, which is available now. It's a cartoon velociraptor with a backwards ball cap doing a tail grab on a skateboard. Holy Holy shit. shit. He's got a magnificent, flowing, lush beard. He sells great art prints, t-shirts. I said that. Comics, beard is not for sale. I said that, too. Beard not for sale. <laughs> Step off, you guys, creepos. Joe Patrick, how do I spell Skelenaut? Skelenaut is spelled S-K-E-L-E-N-A-U-T-D-O-T-C-O-M. Thank you. Skelenaut.com. Appreciate that last part. That was good. Thank you. Thanks, John. We appreciate your sponsorship. Huge thanks. Go throw money at John. He's a great guy. He's throwing money at us. We couldn't appreciate that more. And watch for the upcoming official THN t-shirt news. Oh, my God. Four zero two eight one nine four eight nine four. Superhero blunders. Uh, Ryan Forrest says, absolutely anything written by Chuck Austin was a character mistake in I any agree. book he touched. I agree. Uh, yeah, 100% true. Uh, there John- was a time where Professor X just nonstop bad ideas. Nonstop. Yeah, Professor X is a jerk. That's the famous line, Kitty Pride. Just constantly. Yes, he's a manipulator. He like, I love Professor X. I do but too. I love like, I love kind-hearted Professor X. Yeah. But he does have a history of absolutely manipulating these children. Oh, without a doubt. Without a and doubt. And he turned them into soldiers. Yeah. Uh, John Literal says you can self-mutilate, but often lose control. Everyone is John. <laughs> Thank you for calling DHN cover to cover. Caller, who this? Hey guys, it's Tim. Hey, Tim. Tim Benson. Hey. How we doing? Our newest patron, How Tim you Benson. You believe this guy? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. What a sweetheart. How are you guys? We're doing all right. Yeah. We were talking about uh, superhero blunders, like really dumb shit that characters have done that made you go, why would that character do that? <laughs> um, you know, I've worked pretty hard to separate myself from the character because I maybe got pegged as a super fan without justification, but every issue of Daredevil. Right. Oh yeah, yeah that uh, guy is. Ever. Yeah. Why did Daredevil date anyone? Right. Worst yeah, I mean, boyfriend like, in the world. Right. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Aaron Stuvey, I think. Have you guys done his interview yet? No. We no, want okay. to though. So he's doing. A, he's putting together a, a short film, um, interviewing people about their favorite issue. 
like one single issue. Oh, nice. Uh, and so a couple of weeks ago, I did Daredevil 181. I remember oh, nice. that issue. Yeah, dude. That is and it's like, yeah, he's he's broken and he's not smart yeah. about a lot of things. Yeah. That's uh, one of the reasons I like him. But um, so I guess I didn't know that was a question, but that's my answer. Uh, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a very good one. <laughs> so I want to talk about uh, Raina Kogmeyer, right? Yes. So um, conversation online went toxic quickly, and I don't think that was. <laughs> it did. And it goes. Yeah, Carl deleted hey, a whole bunch of stuff. What happened? Yeah, it was. I think I was supposed to. It was. I think Carl intended it as a, a friendly jab, like, "Hey guys, maybe you should talk about this. Maybe not the best way to say it." And um, Menachem took it. Real it fast, went, real far. It went places, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, not a big deal. Sorry I missed um, that wild ride. But, <laughs> you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's um, But I did want to talk about it. So, my daughter's got all of her books. Um, she's read all of them several times. I've never touched any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the newest one comes out Tuesday. And most comic shops, at least in Omaha, um, will not get it. Right. But whatever. Um which is why I pre-ordered it from the bookworm. Um, but so I read, so my daughter read all of them again this week and I've read three and I'm working on the fourth one today. So they're quick reads. Um, so smile and sisters and the new one is called gut is a, a series. Um, that's kind of autobiographical. So what is the age and range then, for these books? Like if you're reading it with your kid, what's who's she writing? For? So my daughter's nine. Okay. And has, has been reading them since she was seven completely independently. So this is uh, very young, like younger kids. But, but the, the main character is a middle schooler. Okay. Uh, yeah. I would so, say probably like seven to 12 or seven to 13. Okay. So a 12 year old is going to get some totally different. They're going to be like, oh, this is what I'm going through now. Right. Um, a seven year old is going to be like, this is what's coming. <laughs> you know? So right. Yeah. You get different things out of it. And as an adult, I'm reading it like, oh crap, I'm not really from this. <laughs> like my daughter's going to be going through all this yeah. crap. And <laughs> I am not prepared. Um, uh, so just for some quick, read, just for some quick background yeah. for those that might be listening that don't know. Uh, Raina Telgemeier is a graphic yeah. novelist, uh, hugely successful in the bookstore market. Uh, she outsells everybody in the comics industry by several orders of magnitude, which is, which is so stupid because there is this like overriding comic shop thought that kids comics don't sell. They don't sell. They don't sell. Yeah. They don't sell. You know why they don't sell? Cause you don't stock them. And nope. you jerks uh, don't buy them for your kids, okay? Except for Tim. Tim, Except did, for Tim. Tim, comes Tim does. Tim's uh, an exception. So yeah, she's uh, she is a, a huge figure in the industry that goes kind of um, not underappreciated, unmentioned in in I had, most mainstream comic. I had circles. no idea who she was until uh, Tim brought her up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So like, I'm familiar with her name. I've just never read her stuff. We don't really talk. We've never talked about her on the show because we review like three graphic novels a year, right? And yeah. none of them are. There are very few are all are all ages. Um, but it's she's definitely very important, and her work is worth seeking out. Uh, Tim and his daughter are going to record a segment about the new book for the show. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Isn't that right, Tim? Sweet. So I was going to ask 
I was going to ask if you want me to do it. I'm in. My daughter's in. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna use, we're going to use Carl Smith's um, Anchor platform. Nice. To do a, an episode. So, um, so, yeah, Guts comes out. But I, So I've read them. And real quick, like Smile Sisters are two of the oldest um, by Raina. Um, but Smile is still, Smile and Sisters were top 10 best-selling comics several years after they were published. I mean, like, yeah. they're still the best-selling comics of the year. Yeah. Um, and it's because of Scholastic and right. Yeah, exactly. and right. like that. Book fairs. But, but that's kick-ass. Yeah. We couldn't get comics in my yeah, Scholastic and book fair crap when I was growing up. We never got anything like that. Right. I was reading no, stupid choose-your-own-adventures no. and crap. Berenstein Bears. Oh, yeah, like, like <laughs> the illustrated Frankenstein. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> Shit like that. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Not the Bernie Wrightson one. Not the good one. <laughs> no, no. This is like the yeah, crappy ones. Um so I just wanted to say, I mean, if you're at all interested in checking it out, um, and you're like a, a kid maybe a typical listener of two edit nerd, um, or similar, you know, shows, and I don't care that you guys don't talk about it, but if any of you guys wanted to check out one of the books, um, pick up Ghost. Ghost. Okay. It's it's like I kill giants type of touching story. Oh wow! wow. I, I'm like I'm you know jerking up, and as a parent, it's maybe easier for me to do that because um, the story gets real deep real quick. Oh man! Um, but some of the storytelling, visual storytelling, is just fantastic. Um, I'm like gonna there's a cold yeah, breeze that comes off the water, and the main character is freezing, shivering, and her little sister. Um, who's like deathly ill is just like happy go lucky. Um, and you find out why, but it's like hint after hint after hint, uh, using the environment to tell the story and the colors uh, are just uh, amazing. So, um, so we're going to talk about each one with my daughter so you get her perspective. Awesome. Um, but if you're interested in picking up an, an all ages kids book, um, grab Ghost. Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to check that out. So we'll check it out. Tim, I'm going to open the phone lines because somebody else is beating down the door yep. here. But yeah, we look forward All to right. hearing that. Yeah, thank Definitely. you, Tim. I appreciate that perspective. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. So dudes with kids. There you go. This is how you get your kids into comics. Yeah. Get them quality shit. Get them reading um, it. And like, I would be stunned if... Ladies with kids, too. People with kids. When yes. I say dudes, I mean everybody. You mean parents. I mean... If the word is parents. Baby dudes and dude babies. Okay. <laughs> I would be stunned if Legend has not carried her I'll bet Legend in does. the past. I'll bet Legend does. But I mean, yeah, it's just like we've admitted it, even though we try to even though we try to branch out to more independent stuff, we're limited to what we can get right through previews, for one thing, mm -hmm. or um, or, or from preview copies. Yeah. And so and I'm not allowed to go near elementary school, and, so I can't go to the book fairs and shit. Yeah. Anymore, so. And we're stuck in Nebraska, so it's not like I can meet all like I would love to go to like Small Press Expo and. Oh, and, yeah. And, and learn about new independent people that i've never heard yeah, of but, but you assholes don't donate enough money so we can do that stuff. <laughs> no. so that's um, really your fault it's not our fault but it's yeah your so fault. and also <laughs> we're, we're superhero fans so that's kind of where we gravitate that's our wheelhouse yeah but um i love uh, uh like it, it's stunning to me that she is such a huge name in the industry and um, uh the a majority of comic book fans don't it's know stupid. about it 402-819-4894. Someone was trying to call in. I saw that happening. I want to talk more about uh, biggest mistakes, and I'm going to stick with the X-Men for a second. This isn't my biggest, but after Decimation, 
when De- decimation decimation when there was literally how many mutants were left 198 on 198 and there's a comic book called the 198 yeah mm-hmm. and it wasn't very good cyclops said all right we got to circle the wagons and we're all going to move to an island off the coast of san francisco we're going to put every mutant there on one island so if you want to come kill us this is where we live. <laughs> Wait, that was years later, though. That was that was years later when they moved to Utopia. Yeah, but it was after the decimation. Yeah, right? like there was still only no, like two hundred of them around. After the after the decimation, uh, they thought it was a good idea to put them in tents in the front yard of the mansion. Well, they had nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Boy, terrible idea. I mean, terrible like, idea. The, I like House of M. I, do too. Uh, I think it's a fun story, and yeah. I think the no more mutants thing is a fun idea on paper. Yes, but boy, did it really like tie down the X Men to some yeah, very specific directions. It stunk shit up. Um, also, decimation means reduced by one tenth. Right. So nobody ever uses that word correctly. No, I mean unless there was like a thousand of them, and now there's a hundred. Then no, there truly, were, there were it was a decimation millions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey. Dead air. Great for podcasting. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying something. No, I don't have anything else. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I didn't really, I didn't really like a lot of the stuff that came after House of M. X-Men wise. It, it was kind of a bad time. Well, they should have just like snapped back and been like, I, you know, I didn't even mind the whole No More Mutants thing. And they only remembered a few. I like the idea that they're endangered. They're yeah, an that, endangered that was species. Cool, but That's, they did it wrong. But I didn't think the execution was very No, good. they did it wrong. Yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah, you don't like round everybody up and put them in the same place. No, you'd have to go underground. You'd have to hide, slowly rebuild. You know, that shit's scary. Yeah, yeah. The world hates and fears them. And now there's 200 of them. And we know exactly where to find them. Right. You know, it's, and it's not like the two white rhinos in Africa in the park with armed guards that are like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. You know, anyone who wants to ground up their horn because you think it's going to make your wiener hard. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> 402-819-4894. We're talking about uh, biggest hero or not even hero just biggest comic book blunders i mean it's eleven forty-five already uh why don't you give your answer we'll just give our answers somebody calls somebody calls my answer yeah one it? word one word yep robin that's not a blunder you put a child in a costume that's you i don't think that counts as a blunder. trained him to fight does it not because we have no less than two dead robins out of five <laughs> oh yeah that's it <laughs> Wait, who's the other one? You got Jason died. He's alive again. Well, I mean, sure. Come at me, bro. He is. <laughs> he still got killed in action. You still put a child in a costume and said, no, we're not going to use guns. And Jason got killed because he's an idiot. Not just any costume, a bright yellow costume. Yes, to draw away the bullets. You're wearing black, right? <laughs> you're wearing black and you're sneaking around. It's the not dark a blunder. Night. It's a tactical decision. And you put a fucking bullet. Eye on the 13 year old uh, that you're hopping around with. <laughs> like, that is a terrible decision. <laughs> okay? I love Robin. Totally love Robin. But come on, man. <laughs> Let's yeah. think about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I count that as a blunder. I mean, certainly it's a choice. It's a questionable choice, but a blunder is a like a goof up. Okay. So when the first kid got killed. That was his, that was Jason's fault. So you immediately went, I, I'm getting another one. <laughs> no, it was years. Yeah, I guess it was a while. Well, not years. Not, not years, years. A, a year or two. Yeah, maybe a year. Uh, I don't know, comic book timelines. Are weird. And then Tim found him. Tim found him, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's the thing, though. Like most of the Robins have grown up to become great heroes. Yeah. The ones that didn't die. Well, only one of them ever died. <laughs> it's a terrible decision. And then the other one faked her death. Is it terrible? Uh, yeah, that's true. Faked her death. Yeah, I forgot. Right. Yeah. And then got the pucky knocked out of her. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, Kyle Fox says, I'm so far behind in everything nerd related. I feel like I need to hand over my nerd card. I know the feeling. Nah, don't worry about that, Kyle. Uh, so my answer. I think that the worst blunder is probably Spider-Man yeah. letting the burglar go. But if he had stopped him, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't be Spider-Man. Well, but then again, he was also like, a. I mean, like, I, I get like, I'm a dumb kid, not making money now, and whatever, you know, like... He all, like, he literally just would have had to, like, stick his foot out. I mean, sure, but he... the guy. But he also, like, learned in that moment. Yes, that's what I'm saying. If, if Spider-Man Spider saves Uncle Ben, then he probably does not become Sunset, the great hero. He probably continues to be, like, a professional wrestler. The biggest blunder Spider-Man ever made was making a deal with the devil to bring uh, my Aunt My favorite... That was dumb. My favorite blunder uh, come in, came in the 80s uh, during Secret Wars 2... Uh, the Beyonder turns an entire office building into solid gold and everything in it. Uh, and Spider-Man uh, is on the scene and he steals a little spiral notebook off of one of the desks. A golden notebook. A golden, like a solid gold chunk of right. gold. I got the golden notebook. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he is racked with so much guilt over taking this notebook uh, that it just like wrecks him until he finally like gives it back. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? Hey, it's Frank. Hey. It's Hi, Frank. Hey, so yeah, yeah. What's going on, guys? Get into so, it, Frank. Here, here's my here's here's my take on the biggest blunder in comics. Okay. And uh Marvel not buying DC comics oh. when they offered it to him. I forgot. That was a thing. <laughs> When did that happen, that Frank? Was a, Do you know? Oh, that was like in the 80s. Early, early 80s, late 70s. Huh. Yes. Yeah, early 80s, because it was before Marvel was bankrupt and shit like that. Right. Yep. Right. And they came to him. Yeah. Man. Oh, what world would we live in? I, that's exactly what, what I was thinking. What world would we live in? <laughs> I want to see that what if. Oh, my God. Well, we have a couple times in it. Uh, JLA Avengers and shit, you know. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, those are crossovers. We're talking about like impetus for the sale was about because they had kind of had those crossovers before. So they were like, oh, well, hey, you guys want to buy the company? Yeah. And those things were real successful. Yeah. Titans, X-Men and stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah. Batman versus the Hulk. Yeah. Why not? Because, yeah, obviously <laughs> uh, Batman wins that fight every time. <laughs> every time. Uh, and then there were two Superman, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, chapters. Mm. Uh what was the first ever Marvel DC collaboration? Do you know? Oh, it's gosh, a no it's idea. Trivia. First ever? I should know yep. this, but Marvel DC? Mm-hmm. Superman versus Daily Muhammad Avengers? Ali. I'll give you a hint. It is not a superhero crossover. It was not Superman versus Muhammad Ali. No, because Shit. that's not... Muhammad <laughs> Ali does not belong to Marvel. He was, I thought he was a Marvel character at the time. <laughs> uh, the first... The first Mar and Jason Sachs will have to fact check me if I'm getting this wrong. Um, but the first Marvel and DC collaboration was a treasury edition adaptation of, uh, the wizard of Oz. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh? Yep. <laughs> How is that a collaboration? I don't know. Like understand. they worked on it. The, both companies worked on it. Oh, they both just worked. It on wasn't it. a crossover. Oh, okay. It okay. was a, yeah. Uh, it's not like Forbish man and Howard the duck were there. 
No, no, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't. Or, or Willie Lumpkin. Yeah, Willie. And, uh, <laughs> and you know. Uh, yeah. So here's a little bit of backstory. Here, I'm calling it up on this very slow website. Uh, here we go. Marvel and DC's first crossover was The Wizard of Oz. DC. Uh, in 1975, Marvel and DC came together to, per to present their first official collaboration, The Wizard of Oz. It was a treasury edition, uh, and it says on the cover, Marvel and DC Presents, the Wizard MGM's of Oz. Marvelous Wizard of Oz. Whatever. Yeah. Wow. Now, okay, now correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Didn't Marvel also go to DC when they were bankrupt and say, hey, do you want to buy us? Didn't, I don't know. Didn't it happen both ways? I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know if that know. is like just like comic book urban legend or not but i thought i remembered some of that where like it went so remember the first time but i thought it happened again where they were like hey we're screwed now you know like you want to <laughs> and then marvel started selling film rights to everybody and that saved their butts i want to know who the creative team was on this nightmare and we got the super shitty punisher <laughs> movies as i recall Frank, we got the super shitty what punisher movie Oh, when he was riding around the motorcycle, yeah, yeah. riding around in the sewers with a samurai you mean sword. Tell me, there's a dude riding around in the sewers with a samurai sword. <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah, baby, I love Lou Gossett. <laughs> Frank, that was an excellent one. Thank you, buddy. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. My my phone is squeaking. All right, yeah. We're gonna let you go so you can hit your kids. No, no, he wants to say hello. Right. Oh, he wants to say hello. Say hello. Oh, hold on, hold on. Say hello. Say, say hello. Hi. Hi. You should not be listening to this show because we cuss a lot. Okay. She's not. She just walked in the house from dance class, so it's okay. Oh, oh I was going to start very cussing good. at her. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, right, thanks guys. for the call, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye, Frank. Bye. Probably got time for one more call. We want to sneak one in 402 819 4894. I had a bunch of like really good blunders set up in my head. There's a lot of really good Avengers ones, by the way, not just Ultron. But Ultron is a pretty big one. Ultron is pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah. Pretty big. <laughs> uh, eBay, you're no help. What are you looking here. at? I'm trying to figure out the creative team of the Marvel and DC presents the Marvelous Wizard of Oz. Why? Who cares? I care. <laughs> it's a treasury edition. <laughs> Uh, okay, written by Roy Thomas, drawn by John Bushima. What? What? Bushima? Bushima? I think it's Bushima. Bushima? Bushima. Who says that? Bushima. Good lord. Uh, the inker is listed as the tribe, which means everybody in the bullpen has to work on this because we're so behind schedule. Yeah, probably. All right, we ain't gonna get another call. All right, fine. Screw you guys. Maybe Thanks. we are. Maybe we are. Well, what else we gotta talk about? Let's talk about. Uh, Conan and Moon Knight teaming up. Oh, yeah. The Serpent Crown. The Serpent Crown. Conan and Moon Knight. And the Serpent Crown is not, has nothing to do with the Serpent Society. I don't believe so, no. Am I wrong there? They're just snake-themed villains. Yeah, I, but didn't they worship something? The Serpent Crown was like... No, they were just crooks. They the were Serpent like Society? Thieves, yes. Didn't they have, like... Weren't they worshiping something to a snake god or something? I think you're confusing it with the DC organization Cobra, uh, who worshipped like some no, sort of no, crazy. No, I know Cobra does that. I thought the Serpent, so the Serpent Society were literally just like the Royal Flush Gang. They were snakes. super villains with a snake theme. Yes, Anac Anaconda. Yeah, Copperhead. Yes. Yeah, Bushwhacker. Not that Bushwhacker. King Cobra. Other Bushwhacker. Bush. Master. Bushmaster. 
No, Bushwhacker. Bush, no. Yeah. Bushmaster. Shit. Because a Bushmaster is a snake, and a Bushwhacker is not. Let's look. Serpent Society. Yeah, everybody Google Bushwhacker real quick Don't and do see that. what comes up. <laughs> oh, I should just look at this picture. So what, the Serpent Crown is a Conan thing, then? Uh, no, the Serpent Crown was a Marvel Comics thing um, dating back a ways. Was it part of the Atlantis Rising shit? Atlantis Attacks. Atlantis yes. Attacks. Uh, so the Serpent Society, Sidewinder, Death Adder, Diamondback, Anaconda, Black Racer, Ferdelance. Okay. Okay. Rock Python, the Rattler, Black Mamba, the Asp, King Cobra, Puff Adder, <laughs> Copperhead. Some of these guys got the bum deal in the name. Yeah, right? Rock Python. Coach Whip, Cottonmouth, Boom Slang. I forgot about Cottonmouth. Constrictor. I love the Constrictor. I love the Constrictor as well. Uh, Princess Python, who is... What a dumb name. Uh, I, th- I thought Princess Python was a member of the Circus of Crime. And Bushmaster. Bushmaster. Yes. Yes. Bushwhacker was a Moon Knight. Bushwhacker is the guy that can turn his arm into a gun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Most recently seen in the Immortal Hulk. Yes, not random. Who can random, also turn his arms into Random guns. turns his arm into a gun and then he shoots like... Poop. Didn't we decide it was poop? It's bodily yeah, something. Because he, he has to eat to shoot stuff. Yeah. He's effectively yeah, shooting you yeah, with hard yeah. poop. <laughs> so he eats a bunch of cheese. <laughs> like it's all bound up and then unloads through his hands. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the Serpent Crown was an Atlantis thing. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, let's look up the Serpent Crown. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's uh, you can get a trade of it. Because I, Atl- I remember Atlantis Attacks, and I remember, what's his name? Uh, 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 I remember the dude putting, that, putting the crown on. Uh, he was a gray Atlantean guy. Submariner hated him. What was his name? Not Terax. Wow, what the fuck's his name? Big bad news. Really big bad news, Atlantis. Atuma? Uh, Atuma, yes. Atuma was leading the forces that was trying to get the serpent crown. And they believed they were going to drown the world with it or something. I can't remember. Uh, so the serpent crown's first appearance is in Submariner number nine from 1969. Uh, the serpent crown is a fictional mystical power object. Uh, it's a crown which resembles a coiled seven-headed serpent and is made of an unknown material. Uh, the resemblance is a reference to the malevolent seven-headed exiled serpent demon slash god Set, the elder god right, right, right. Set, okay. uh, who was the main baddie in Atlantis Attacks. But the Serpent Crown was around years before but that. Set's also an Egyptian thing. That's where Moon Knight's going to come in. Set's an Egyptian god. Temple of Set is the pyramid and everything. Yeah. Mm-mm, okay. But I don't think this set is the same thing. I think, I think it might be, dude. No. Khufu and shit. I think that's going to be in there. Set is the chief deity, a serpent god or archdemon of the Stygian people in Robert E. Howard's stories of Conan the Barbarian in the Hyborian Age. Okay. So there's your Conan. There's your Conan link. And who's writing it? Uh, Was it Jim, Jim Zub? Zub? Jim Zub is writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because somebody said like, okay. Time out. How are we doing this? Is he a Savage Avenger or is this like what timeline is this in? And he said, this is a younger Conan, so I can make it work. I don't know what that means, but OK. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, Sony's new offer to Marvel. What? Batman marrying Catwoman is not a blunder. Catwoman not showing up to the wedding. That's not a blunder either. She just chose not to marry him. No, but Anna Siona said this. I see. I'm re- but I'm what I'm saying, it. no, she chose not to marry him. Sure. But the buildup to all that shit and the issue itself uh, was definitely a blunder. The marketing of it was a blunder <laughs> yes. because they were like, he is 
definitely getting Without married. Without a doubt. Until like, he doesn't get married. I think they had to make Batman 50 returnable because uh, the contents were they so straight up different lied? than, than what was Because they straight up lied. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they straight up lied. Yeah. And then you also had like issues with like Robin. Yes. And Nightwing being like, oh, we got to get ready for the wedding. Uh, getting ready for the wedding. And, and thank you, Adam Wednesday. The Serpent Crown is currently being used by Namor in uh, Chip Zdarsky's Invaders series. That book. Uh, that book is good. It's yeah, the book is really, really great. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, yeah, Serpent Crown. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. I, I'm 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 already tired of Conan interacting with the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the more Conan interacts with the Marvel Universe, the more likely it is that Star Wars is going to interact with the Marvel Universe, and I do not need that. You can keep that peanut butter out of my fucking chocolate, okay? I don't need that <laughs> shit. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, it's noon. I got to go finish these damn ribs. Thank you to everybody that played along today. Uh, Eddie Money. <sighs> I can't say enough. My I'm, heart hurts. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, that's rough. It's a tough one. We're going to get through it together. We've got a new regular show coming this Wednesday. Willie Toots is going to be there. Sword and, playing sword and scrolls it's gonna be a lot of fun uh he's gonna talk about conan yeah yeah, yeah. uh he's gonna talk about conan and uh solomon kane is coming to marvel now oh really look i mean it's robert e howard so marvel oh i suppose they got all of it yeah I'm yeah sure that was because i was at dark horse as well mm-hmm. Oof. sorry dark horse i don't know if dark horse i don't know if solomon kane was keeping the lights on at dark horse well i'm not sure what is anymore these days <laughs> <laughs> You can always call us and leave a message at 402-819-4894. You can send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com before we get out of here. Joe Patrick. I was going to say they ha- at least they still have aliens, but they had to fire. Yeah. <laughs> they had to fire their writer. Yeah, that's not going to go right now. Uh, uh, can you give us a new question of the yeah, week? Yeah, I do have a new question of the week. What is the new question of the week? Uh, this week's question was, once again, submitted by Black Scorpion the Three via the THN forums. And if he's not careful, he's going to get the Gucci. September is upon us, and as the wedding season comes to a close, I feel it's fitting to ask a wedding question. What is your favorite comic book wedding? Love it. Oh, I love comic book weddings so much. Yeah, I do too. I love them so much. I can't wait to talk about Rick Jones. (laughs) All right, we're getting out of here. We had a good time. Thank you to everybody that played along, but for now, it's too at a nerd. I don't know. Oh, this is what he was talking about. Uh, Sony... Frank says Sony's offered to Marvel. Sony countered Marvel with a thirty percent and wants Venom in the MCU. Look, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. No. <laughs>